Enjoy a tall, cool dude. What is this? What, what are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? What? Our lives. What, what kind of lives are these? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. It's the nightcap. Are we going to be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots? We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You know that? Yeah, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes. Yeah, well, let me clue you in on something. There isn't. What's up? It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. Going for the next hour here on WGR. Again. I'll give you the option. I won't be offended in the slightest. If you would like election coverage, be sure to tune in over on our sister station, ES... Not. Hold on. 930 WBEN. If you want to listen to the UB Bulls open their 2020 football season, you could check that out over on our sister station, ESPN 1520. Or... Another thing you could do, you want to keep me on or the game, nationally televised, little Maction here on a Wednesday night. Maction is back. Little weekday college football, the UB Bulls against Northern Illinois. That's on ESPN2. So you got plenty of options on your dial tonight. I want to talk some Josh Allen tonight. I feel like we've kind of gone a long time without it. That's weird, right? We spent... 99% of our days for the last three years, maybe, talking about Josh Allen as the next potential Bills franchise quarterback. And I don't know, feels like the last couple of weeks, is it just not interesting anymore? I don't know. He has not been MVP good. He also has not been nearly bad enough for us to wonder whether he should be their guy going forward. So we're just kind of cruising along. Josh Allen playing pretty well. Last four games for Josh Allen. The last four games. A 64.4% completion rate. 1,134 yards. Six touchdowns. Four interceptions. That's just his passing stats. Not great. Not terribly awful either. Probably, you know, good enough to have you be a 500 football team, which are the Bills 500 in their last four games. Weren't they 4-0? First four games of the season, Allen was 71% completion, 1,326 yards, 12 passing touchdowns, one interception. And remember, that one interception shouldn't have even have counted. So, really, it was 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's come back down to earth a little bit, but we knew it, right? We knew that was going to happen. We knew Josh Allen was not going to throw for 55 touchdowns. We knew he was not going to run... You know, for 800 more rushing and then add eight rushing touchdowns and only throw for four interceptions and throw 70 plus com- percent completion when he has been a naturally inaccurate quarterback up until this season in his football life. So it has come back down to earth. But the good news is if this is Allen coming back down to earth, we've still got our guy. If this is what a bad stretch of Josh Allen football looks like, we've got our guy. Let me read those numbers again. In his last four games, 64.4% completion percentage, 1,100 
and 34 yards, six touchdowns and four interceptions. And those 1,134 yards averages 283.5 yards per game passing. 283, that's the average. So there's a lot of numbers going on here. But the reason that I'm even exploring these and looking into them is, one, because I do believe it's been a little strange that we have not been talking about his progress. It has kind of been put on on the back burner because there are other issues right now with this team defensively and in the running game. And right now, that's what fans want to look at. That's what people want to fix you know, and that's that's natural. The problems with the team and what has to be corrected will always be more interesting than, you know, status quo. I, the guy's just pretty good right now. Like that's not that's not all that interesting. But there's some numbers there with Allen that make it interesting to me. And you've got a quarterback coming into your building on Sunday that is playing the position better than anybody in football. I think Russell Wilson, for years now, has been one of the best two quarterbacks in the league. He's been right up there with Aaron Rodgers. He's been right up there with Tom Brady. It kind of took a couple of years before people realized he's not just a franchise quarterback. He's one of the best in football. And I think people now realize it. Including the Seahawks, who weirdly did not really let him throw the football a whole lot until this year. He has... 2,151 passing yards and 26 passing touchdowns. He's only played seven games. We knew Allen would come back down earth, right, from a 50-plus passing touchdown rate or pace. Wilson is maintaining that. He's on pace for over 50 touchdowns, almost 60. And he's at six picks. Plus, he gives you the rushing. Not as much as Allen gives you. I don't, it's just different player. You know, he likes to scramble to create time. He's not always running. And that's fine both ways. But you have got a guy coming in on Sunday. Like, that's an elite quarterback. That's an MVP quarterback. Russell Wilson. And the Bills right now, we are trying to figure out what level of contender they are. Because we know they're a division contender. In fact, I said it yesterday, and I believe it's still true. Yes, it is. Go to any sports book. The Bills are the second likeliest team to win their division in the league. The Chiefs right now are a gimme. Minus 2,000. Like They are winning their division. And then the next likeliest team to win their division right now, if you want to bet on it, is the Bills. And minus 715. So they're at least that. They are at least expected to win their division and have a home playoff game. What past that? Are they a contender to go to the conference championship game? Are they a contender to win the conference championship game? Are they a contender to win the Super Bowl? And for that, you need to be on the same platform that the Chiefs are. You need to be on the same you know, level that, I guess I can't use the Ravens right now. I guess you still can. The Ravens and the Steelers. Like That's the upper class of the AFC. Really, it's the Chiefs, though. You need to prove that you can beat a team like that. Because they've beaten a couple of good teams. I think the Dolphins are good, and they beat Miami. I think the Rams are good, and they beat the Rams. But they've not beat... Have they beat a Super Bowl contender? When is the last time they beat a team that you could qualify as a Super Bowl contender? Because I can't remember one off the top of my head. I can't. 
This team this week is that. And it's home, so you get the benefit of that. And you get the benefit of, hey, your quarterback is still playing well enough, even if his numbers have come down, where you're capable of this. You should be, right? If the Bills want to establish themselves as, hey, we're not just here to make the playoffs, and we're not also just here to win the AFC East, although that will be real nice for the first time in however long, the 90s, that they they will do that. But if you want to establish yourself as something more than, oh, yeah, you were better than the Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets, then a team like Seattle is who you... That's who you make noise for that against. Because if the Bills come out and beat the Seahawks on Sunday, that's something that everybody is talking about. That is something that, you know, these power rankings, which are silly really in nature, but you want to go up on those power rankings into the top five? You beat the Seahawks, you can bet that's going to happen when you're 7-2. and two. But can they beat Seattle? Who right now is one of the best teams in the league. Maybe they're the best team in the league, actually. They and the Buccaneers are the two favorites in the NFC as a whole. And Tampa, you know, they've struggled. I mean, they, they did not look great against the Giants. How they almost The Giants almost tied that game at the end of regulation against the Buccaneers. So, I don't know. They're good, but the Seahawks come out and they just obliterate people. And it's because their quarterback is, again, the best on the planet. And right now, I do believe that Allen has games in him where he can go toe-to-toe with Russell Wilson. You know? He can get the Bills into a dogfight that goes right to the very end. I think that this year's version of Josh Allen has that game in him. But I guess the difference with Allen towards, of course, like a Russell Wilson or a Patrick Mahomes is at this point... I believe Allen is capable of that game. Those other guys, I you expect that game. You expect Russell Wilson to put the team on his back and win a football game. You expect Patrick Mahomes to be able to put the team on his back week in and week out. And I don't know that we are, we're, we're definitely not there with Allen right now. And that's fine because that is reserved for like the best of the best. And even though Allen had a four-week stretch at the beginning of the year where he was that, It's come back down to earth. And I'm left wondering, you know, can he be one of the elite quarterbacks of the league? I don't need him to. I don't need him to. Because, again, it matters what you are coming from. Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Trent Edwards, J.P. Lossman, Kelly Holcomb, the list goes on and on and on. He He has smashed that bar. He has played plenty well enough in half a season this year. And if you want to incorporate some of last year, he's played well enough to earn a second contract. And not just a second contract, not just picking up a fifth-year option, which is something that even the Bears did not do with Mitch Trubisky. He has earned, to me, the right to to be paid a big contract by league standards. You know, top five, top ten salary in the league. Like, I think Josh Allen has earned that as his next contract. That's how good he's been. But if he's going to show that when the Bills are struggling in some areas of their team, 
like they are right now defensively and in the run game. Can Allen be good enough to be a step better than the last four games? Which is, hey, if something is struggling around me, I'm so good, we're just going to go win anyway. Like, I'm going to be that good. Because I'm going to pick up the slack wherever my team is leaving it. That's what Russell Wilson does. That's what Patrick Mahomes does. Because Allen, to be fair, has been spoiled. He really has as a young quarterback in the league. That's not meant as a criticism, but he's been spoiled. He has gotten everything you could ask for as a young quarterback to develop. Coaching continuity, top targets to throw the football to, a great defense that allowed you to get to a playoff game, earn some experience there, a commitment from the organization from day one that you're their guy. He's gotten it all. And now, here's a little turmoil. Here's a little turmoil. Let's see, let's see how you do with that. Let's see how good we can be with you as our quarterback when everything isn't so perfect. When the defense has taken a step back from one of the elites of the league to, eh, they're, you know, at best they're decent right now. They're not one of the worst defenses in football. They're not near one of the best. Can you, can you withstand that? Let's see what happens when John Brown, your number two wide receiver, who's one of the best separators in the conference at wide receiver, Let's see what happens when he's dealing with injuries all season. And let's see what happens when de- between Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and some injuries on the offensive line, we struggle to run the football. Can you withstand that? And I would say right now, in terms of the test of can Josh Allen withstand some turmoil in the rest of the team, I would say, yeah, like B, right? B to B plus. He has not been so good where like Aaron Rodgers. Again, there's another name I'll think of that. I always thought I've always thought of this with Aaron Rodgers when he was when he has been on the Packers. That to me, it almost does not matter what the rest of the Packers are. Rodgers is so good, they'll be a Super Bowl contender every single year. That's how I currently think of Mahomes. That is how we have thought of Tom Brady. For years, that's how we used to think of Peyton Manning. And again, these are Hall of Fame level quarterbacks. But what is the step below that? The first two names you'll always hear me mention for the step below that is Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford. Maybe Ryan Tannehill should be entered into this uh, category as well. Donovan McNabb, you know, Michael Vick. Like, what were these quarterbacks? These quarterbacks were, hey, your team could be a Super Bowl contender. But everything around them has got to be great. And if Josh Allen is that, that is completely fine. Because right now you have a general manager and a head coach where you should have some pretty darn good confidence that they're capable of putting all of those pieces around your quarterback. This is not, you know, Bill O'Brien who was being lifted up by who the quarterback was. That's how I thought of Mike McCarthy in Green Bay as well. Mike McCarthy, to me, only had his job for as long as he did in Green Bay because the quarterback was so good, they would never be bad enough for him to be fired. I don't think you have anything close to that here. Not at all. So, on the overall, like what what are we still trying to figure out here? This is where you want to be, though, right? You just want to figure out at this point, he keeps keeps clearing that next bar, and that has to keep you wondering on like where the ceiling is. And maybe he's hit it. 
Maybe he's hit his ceiling. Last 16 games for Josh Allen, going back to last season, his last 16 games, he has been a 62.42% completion percentage quarterback. He has thrown for 3,608 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions. Like, if I told you today that's going to be his average season, 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 7 picks, just passing. If I told you that's going to be his average season, like, do you take that? Do you sign up for that? The bar is always moving on Josh Allen. For for good reasons, it's been moving up. Because at the beginning, it was, I just need you to be good enough to be a starting quarterback in the league. Then it got raised to, okay, now are we going to get a franchise quarterback? Are we going to get to above-average quarterback in the league? Clears those. Now, is the only one left? Hey, are you an elite guy in the league? You could hit your head on that ceiling and still be worthy of a contract and still be good enough for your team to not only win in the playoffs, but win a Super Bowl. But can you clear that last bar? And here's an opportunity to do that. A marquee opponent, big spotlight, star quarterback on the other side. We're like, you're going to watch Russell Wilson on Sunday, and you're going to see, like, that's what that elite quarterback looks like. That's what it looks like. And does Allen have the chops to get over that last bar? And we will see. He's got half a season here where... You know, we're going we're gonna to find out. We're going to find out just how good he is, how consistent he could be. Can he get back? Can he, can he play in stretches, in bursts, like he did in the first four games? Or is that an anomaly? Will that happen once every couple of years, where he puts together a four-game stretch where he's the best quarterback in the league? Or can he pop those off a couple times a season? Because if he can do that, then it might be tough to not consider him one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So that's where I'm at on Allen. Again, I feel like we haven't been talking about him lately. And I understand why. But it's just been interesting that he's been just pretty good the past couple of games. The passing touchdown number has really come down the most, and the interceptions have come up a little. But the yardage is still there. The completion percentage is still there. The rushing has returned a little bit. He's been just like a little bit better version of what he was last year. And if that is now his floor, we are talking about a franchise quarterback in Buffalo. 803-0550 is the phone number. I'll give you the phone number there. We will start taking some of your calls in the next segment. UB up 7-0 on Northern Illinois. You can catch that game over on our sister station, ESPN 1520, I believe. The Bulls running back Jarrett Patterson scored the touchdown. He is phenomenal. And as someone that not only does a lot of fantasy football, but does a lot of dynasty fantasy football, I've already started to look into and started to research some of what next year's draft class looks like at the skilled positions, quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. And what I've found so far is Patterson from UB is getting a lot of love as a potential second or third round pick prospect. Now, you hear that sentence, and when I hear that sentence, I think back to the past couple of years. You had Tyree Jackson, and the name of the receiver is escaping me right now. I had it, and I just forgot it. But there was a UB wide receiver, too, from a couple of years ago. Maybe the same draft class as Tyree Jackson, where all season was like, hey, this guy could be a second or third round pick. 
And then Jackson ended up being undrafted, and so did the receiver. So, I mean, we will see. A lot of season to go. In fact, the whole season to go. But Jarrett Patterson from the Bulls. Keep an eye on him because read some things that he could be as high as a second or third round pick prospect. Short, stocky, but fast, versatile. And if you're looking for a guy that's going to play at the next level, or probably will play at the next level, check out ESPN2 right now. Check out ESPN1520. Jared Patterson for the Bulls. All right, to your calls next. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. This is WGR. Any mobile quarterback throughout the league gives you headaches, especially a guy like Russell Wilson, who's maybe you know five eleven, kind of hard to see back there, especially if he's able to take off and run. So being able to you know understand that he will take off, you know, looking to throw or run the football, so us being able to plaster on the back end is going to be huge. And so, great player, like I said, we're gonna have a hands for him. That is Bill Safety Jordan Poyer speaking with the media today. Yeah, we have a mobile quarterback revolution in the NFL in the last five years. Look at all the top guys in the league. They can all move. Even the ones like Patrick Mahomes, who you wouldn't think of as like a scrambler. Like, he he can run. He scored a touchdown last year, like a 30-yard touchdown, where he did like a spin move on a guy at the five-yard line, ended up scoring. Like, Mahomes can move. We know Allen can move. Lamar Jackson. Um... Who else? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, man. I saw a question that NFL Network was running yesterday. Like, if you could start one, if you could start your franchise with any quarterback in the league right now under the age of 24, who would you pick? And this is not meant to be a slight to Josh Allen because he might be my second answer. Second or third. I'd have to... I'd have to think about, like, would you rather start a franchise right now, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, or Joe Burrow? Like, I think that's a real conversation. I personally, I think I would come out on Allen's end with that question, but they all come after Kyler Murray for me. I think Kyler Murray is dynamite. Like, was size the only question mark about him? Because he throws the ball on the money every single time. Like, it's always there. And... He's got a cannon. Like, he, he's throwing the ball 60-plus yards down the field on, on, on the money. So, like Kyler Murray, to me, has got everything you need. And just the way he plays, it's not just because of the height, but it's using your athleticism to extend plays and also throwing with such touch and accuracy that it always gives your wide receiver a chance. He does remind me of Russell Wilson a bit. Now, Murray, in terms of a scrambler, he's kind of different than a lot of these other guys. Like, the way Murray runs, it's very he's very quick. He kind of looks like Darren Sproles out there. I, I hate to be continuing to compare him to, you know, shorter players, because I'm not trying to do that, but that's what he reminds me of when he runs. Like, his feet are moving a million miles a second. So, I would personally take Murray, but Allen's right there. Talked about some AFC, uh, or the way I phrased it the first segment was, what level of contender are the Bills? Like, what level? We know they're at least the division favorite. We know, at this point, they're probably a contender to win a playoff game, at least, also. But, I think most might stop short of saying they're a threat, one, to win the conference or the Super Bowl, or even to make it to the conference championship game, because that would likely mean, almost for sure, winning two playoff games. And are you going to beat 
whoever you play in the first round, that could end up even being a Baltimore, or if it ends up being the Titans or the Colts or the Browns or the Raiders, you win that game and then you also go beat Kansas City or Pittsburgh or Baltimore in the second game if you end up playing them, you probably face Baltimore regardless. Like, are you that good? It's at least in question. It's at least a question. But I might stop short of, I would definitely stop short of expecting them to do that. The odds would tell you the same thing. Looking at the odds right now, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, of the odds to win the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs, no surprise, are the favorites at plus 180. The Steelers... At second, at plus 275, they are undefeated. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. They look great. They've had some easy games, yes. They've caught some breaks, but they just look like a complete team. And again, if you think they're getting lucky, just think back to last year. They played the Bills at the end of the season with a playoff spot in the balance, a playoff race in the balance, and their quarterback was Devlin Hodges. Back comes Big Ben. You should have expected them to be contending in this conference, given what they were last year with the quarterback play they had. They're plus 275. The Ravens are plus 500. And then there is a big drop-off. The Bills are fourth, but you go from plus 500 with Baltimore to plus 1,050 with the Bills. Double the odds. Vegas is telling you, or DraftKings here, that the Bills are twice, or the Ravens are twice as likely than the Bills to win the conference. You have the Colts at plus 1,200, you have the Titans at plus 1,300, then you have a steep drop-off to plus 2,500. And that's where you are. The Bills are kind of in the middle class of the AFC right now. And until they beat a team like They're playing upcoming in Seattle. Until they beat that team, you're not going to get respect like the Chiefs, Steelers, and Ravens have. You're not going to get it. Right now, they're grouped with the Colts and the Titans. And I think that's about right. Any of those teams could beat each other on any given day. Like The Bills got hammered by the Titans earlier in the season. But if they played tomorrow, I'd be very neutral in which game that's going to go, which way that's going to go. Both teams can be great at times. Both teams can lay eggs. The Colts, there's more to figure out there. They're more interesting. But the roster is so good that, yeah, they deserve to be on that pedestal as well. Bills, Colts, Titans. That's your second class right now in the AFC. Behind the Chiefs, Steelers, and Ravens. Then you get the other big drop-off, and you get the Browns at plus 2,500, Raiders at plus 2,800, Miami at plus 3,300. That's about right for the Bills. I don't see them... The good news is I don't see them stepping down from that. They're, to me, at least going to be right there with the Titans and the Colts when it comes to, hey, are they they the fourth or fifth? Are they top five in the conference? Like The Bills are there. But to get to that next step where you can get respect and we could start to think of you as a team that can beat and knock off the Chiefs, there needs to be a marquee win there. Like we need to see them, we need to see the Bills be able to beat a team with Super Bowl aspirations. And I don't think I've seen that yet. The closest you'll get is the Rams. And the Rams are a bigger long shot to win their conference than the Bills are right now. 
You might get the Ravens step back a little bit, by the way. There, there's weird stuff going on with Baltimore. Because the team itself is phenomenal. But Lamar Jackson is really struggling this year. PFF has him graded like in the bottom third of the league in terms of his pocket passing. There's a lot of turnover-worthy plays. He's throwing picks last week left and right to, to Pittsburgh. But, you know, Baltimore's so good, they're right there in the at the end against the Steelers. Almost didn't even matter how good Jackson was playing. So, Baltimore's intriguing. I could see them stepping back to that, that middle class with the Bills, Colts, and Titans. But, as of now, they're still up there with Pittsburgh and Kansas City. And the Bills, you'd like to see them take that, that jump too. And, by the way, I know I keep mentioning Seattle as like the game for this. And, of course, we would all like to see it this year. Or we would all like to see it this week. Them win that game. But they'll have more tests. Later in the season, they play Pittsburgh. And I'm getting closer to considering Arizona as a big test. The Cardinals look really good. And if you look at Super Bowl odds, they're right there with the Bills. So maybe that's not like a Super Bowl contender type test, but Cardinals right now are just around the same Super Bowl odds that the Bills are. In fact, right there also with the Titans, same odds as the Titans, and uh, just behind the Colts too. Same as the Rams. So if you want to expand it to the whole NFL, Bills, Colts, Cardinals, Rams, Titans, like these are teams where you'd be, a, you'd be I think, surprised if they were in the Super Bowl, but would you be stunned? Is that fair to say about the Bills right now, by the way? Is that fair? I'd be surprised if they were in the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't necessarily say I'd be stunned. I think that's where I'm at with this team. 803-0550 is the phone number. Last call on the nightcap coming up next. Maybe I'll get into a little hockey. Maybe. There's no reason to. I just, I've, had, I've had hockey on the brain the past couple days. I don't know. The Sabres roster is complete. And now we're just waiting for the start of the season. They did make a minor move today, signing an AHL goalie. But there's not much more that's going to happen. They're not going to go sign Mike Hoffman, are they? He's still out there. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. If you want to get your calls in now, here's the chance. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. It's WGR. They've been good for the last seven, eight years. Uh, what Coach Carroll's done there has been remarkable, and the long kind of run of success that they've had is awesome for them. And obviously, the fans would love to see us go out there and, and win a game, but we're just trying to go out there and execute our game plan. Taking care of the football, moving the chains on third down, and scoring touchdowns when we can is going to be huge for us. And we're not trying to put anything past this defense. You know, they're forcing a lot of turnovers, and like I said, they're very opportunistic. They got some real dudes over there, so we got to be ready for anything that they can throw at us and have a good week of practice and, and try to prepare as well as we can. Bills quarterback Josh Allen on playing the Seattle Seahawks this Sunday. Seahawks are not easily the most interesting thing and the biggest news item going on in the NFC West right now. The San Francisco 49ers. It's now been determined because Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver, tested positive for COVID-19. Fellow starting wide receivers, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, 
who was going to be out anyway, I think, for tomorrow night's game against the Packers. They've both been placed on the reserve COVID list as close contacts. They will not play tomorrow against Green Bay. That means San Francisco's down to one healthy wide receiver on their roster. Richie James, a slot wide receiver. That's it. So, like me, as someone who's in a lot of very deep fantasy leagues, who do you look at as wide receivers? Who's going to play wide receiver? For the 49ers, they've got two guys on their practice squad. Kevin White, who was the seventh overall pick a few years back of the Chicago Bears, couldn't stay healthy. And then someone named River Kerkraft, which is a pretty sweet name. River Kerkraft. That'll be the trio probably, uh, I'd imagine. Chris Fink also. They have another guy. So those that's a four uh, group of four wide receivers. Jarek McKinnon, running back for them, has played uh, a lot at wide receiver two in his career. So maybe he gets some snaps there. But... This is like where we're at with COVID in the NFL. It almost feels like the NFL will just, you know, they'll they'll put guys on COVID lists, but are you really telling me that the only close contacts that Kendrick Bourne had were two other, were three teammates? Trent Williams got placed on there too, left tackle. Three teammates, that's it? Those are the only close contacts? You know, Nick Mullins didn't throw Bourne a pass in practice that ended up back in Nick Mullins' hands? Where he then could have touched his face. That didn't happen. He doesn't sit. He never he never spoke to, you know, one of the fullbacks or running backs, like in the locker room or standing around on the sidelines when you weren't taking reps. Or when you were stretching, like you weren't, you know, you weren't talking to guys right around you. Three guys, that's it. And that's when I just it makes it hard for me to believe that they're taking it as seriously as possible. They're just trying to get the games in. They really are. This happened with the Bills a couple weeks ago. Dawson Knox goes on the COVID list. All the tight ends, except for Tyler Croft and Reggie Gilliam. Croft, who had been away for the birth of his child. They don't get placed on the list. But that was it. It was just a couple of tight ends. Dawson Knox didn't have a single conversation up close with Josh Allen. Or any other quarterback. Or any of the running backs. Or the wide receivers. Like He doesn't talk to them. He doesn't go near them. Really? So, it almost, it feels like they're just trying to get by as best they can to get the games in. And so far, they're getting them in. But at, we'll see at what costs. There are still positive tests all around the league. And this was the risk of going without a bubble, a bubble, wasn't it? The NHL and the NBA didn't have any positive tests. Why? Because they were in a controlled environment. The NFL decided not to do that, despite the fact they had six months of preparation time that they did not spend trying to create a bubble situation. And because of that, you're going to have positive tests, and they have had them. And there's a game tomorrow night where one player on one of the teams tested positive the day before, and only three guys go on the list, and they're going to play anyway. Meanwhile, the other team has had a positive test of their own, and same thing. Just the position group goes out. That just seems weird. It seems so weird to me. But I guess it should be expected, maybe. They want to get the games in. So, maybe it's the minimum. All right, thanks everybody for listening tonight. Again, UB up 14-3 to last I looked up. They're in commercial right now. They were up 14-3 to last I checked. Uh, the Bulls were a 14-point favorite going into this game, by the way. So expected 
that they would win it, and they are doing well early. You can listen to UB's home opener. They're Oh, season opener, not home opener. It's in Northern Illinois. It's over on our sister station, ESPN 1520. If you did not know, it's also being nationally televised on ESPN2, so check that out on 1520. And if you're looking for election coverage, you can head over to our other sister station, WBEN News Radio 930. That's going to do it for me, though, tonight. I'll be back tomorrow to lead you into this Thursday night game I was just talking about with the 49ers and the Packers. Our coverage tomorrow will start at 8 o'clock. I'll join you at 7 o'clock. So until then, have a good night. Thanks everybody for listening. This has been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. This is WGR.